1994, the year of my birth, my aunt Nita died from AIDS-related complications. My earliest memories are mother saying, so much of my sister is inside of you. Growing up, I tried looking for her. I spent minutes gazing into mirrors, staring down my throat, pulling open my mouth till the corners of it hurt, rubbernecking up my nose as I tried to see past the hairs and boogers. Aunt Nita wasn't in my eyes or throat or even up my nose. After every failed search and rescue attempt, I remember wishing things worked the way they did in Cinderella or Anastasia, where lost things were always found in 90 minutes or less. If I were in a movie, I would have seen Aunt Nita in my eyes, and she would have looked back at me, smiling. Tony Braxton would have screamed in her three octaves, and Aunt Nita would have told me to carry on my child and fight the good fight so you can live for both of us. And if not a good movie, then a good book would have also worked. Because... If I were in a good book, pages of beautiful description would have compared us to one another while using literary devices I still have memorized for no reason. No movies, books, or metaphors could have helped me escape and find my aunt. I was stuck in Southfield, searching for a family member who was allegedly inside of me. I would never enter an altered reality where I could pick my aunt out of the lining of my cheeks. So I guessed she was in my head and in mother's head and father's head and my brother's heads, but not my bigot of an uncle's head. But of course, I was wrong. The white people stole her. To be exact, my college library had her zine in the book stacks. The zine, outside of holding little old me, was one of the few things that brought her joy during her dying months. According to Mother, before Aunt Nita was fired, she worked as a classroom assistant in elementary art, science, and literature classes. Someone at work found out about my aunt's AIDS diagnosis, that someone told another and another, until they forced my aunt to quit because she posed a health risk to the staff and students. Well, on her last day, Aunt Nita asked Mother to pick her up from work a little later than usual. Patiently, Mother waited until she saw my aunt running out the school's front door with Mother's metal shopping cart filled with art supplies, a giant cream-colored Epson printer, ink, snacks, and new science textbooks. Aunt Nita only stole most of the supplies that the school bought from her fundraising efforts. She figured if the school wanted nothing to do with her, then they should have none of her things, including the fruits of her labor. While en route to Mother's AMC Hornet, the cart's wheel flew off. The principal saw my aunt dragging the cart and chased after her. The principal tried, while of course keeping his distance, to stop her. He even threatened to call the police. At first, Aunt Nita listened to Mother's pleas to ignore him and just go. But then, as Mother loaded up her hatchback, my aunt cussed out the principal, then screamed as she helped Mother finish loading. Y'all don't want anything I got, so leave me the hell alone. Mother believes that the shame of getting fired caused Aunt Nita to rarely leave her and Father's apartment. 
Aunt Nita's favorite pastime was pestering Mother. One day, Mother had enough and accidentally told my aunt, go and write a book instead of go and read a book. Stuck with boredom and a hoard of stolen school supplies, Aunt Nita did just that and made her zine. With the help of Mother, Aunt Nita published the zine and even had a book signing before she died. Fast forward a decade and a half later, a white graduate student decided to write a thesis about AIDS crisis art, post-World War I German art, and Freud. Somehow, during his hunt for sources, he found my aunt's work and used her as a citation. He called her a misguided anarchist who needed to take drawing classes. Despite using it as his source, he didn't see the point of the zine in what he described as its flat, ineffective language. I hope my aunt is haunting him and sneaking typos into his dissertation whenever he's not looking. Because I am supposed to be grateful for this ivory tower that is the fifth best in the nation, this is the part where I say maybe all the bullshit, the crying spells, the 19 extra pounds, and the all-nighters I experienced last year were worth it since I found family and part of my history at my university. Oh, and according to an email the president sent in August, the university is making strides every day to become a much more inclusive, diverse, and comfortable learning environment without sacrificing its academic rigor. I only said that because I felt obligated to. Hopefully, the previous two sentences will ensure that you, the thesis committee, see me as worthy enough for recognition. Hopefully, when some college student is writing a thesis about this thesis years from now, I will seem a little well-rounded and not too much of an angry Black girl. But I am an ABG. There are no other words or thinly-veiled metaphors I can use. From my anger, I have realized that I don't want to be here anymore. Years after pledging to a flag, after learning about pilgrims while making turkeys with my hands, after learning every moment in European history, after learning only of Egypt during its era of pharaohs for African history, after reading books that use descriptors such as nigger black, I remember that my history goes unreported and I am left compiling fragments of it. My history is in Father's Ebo conversations, which I cannot understand. It is with Mother's murdered ancestors who worked this nation's fields for men whose descendants have university buildings named after them. Despite my resentment, I'm going to classes inside these buildings. I'm living in a dorm where I'm too ashamed to wear my bonnet, and I'm graduating with classmates who want to wear cornrows and fubu because they need that ghetto look for a 90s-themed frat party. So, yes, I am an ABG who is accumulating tears, debt, and trauma just for the possibility of surviving to graduation and getting a piece of paper that is mostly in Latin. Who am I? Ovid? 